You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. This podcast is developed in collaboration with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and their Flip the Pharmacy team and paid for through CDC grant funding provided by the Pennsylvania Department of Health to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association, broadcasted exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Beyond the SIG, your prescription for transformative community pharmacy care. My name is Brooke Lusage, and I am a rising third-year student pharmacist at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Today, I am joined by Dr. Nicole Pizzino. She is an assistant professor at the Department of Pharmacy Practice and Director of Community Outreach and Innovation at Wilkes University Nesbitt School of Pharmacy. She received her Doctor of Pharmacy degree from the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and completed postgraduate residency training at the University of North Carolina Eshelman School of Pharmacy in Asheville, North Carolina. Dr. Pizzino is board certified in ambulatory care pharmacy and a certified diabetes educator. She is energetic and passionate about practice transformation. And today we are going to discuss something very close to home for me. And that is how student pharmacists can get involved in these efforts. So welcome, Nicole. It is great to have you. Thank you, Brooke. It is great to be here. So let's get started. Um, Let's start by taking it way back. I'm curious to know a little bit more about your story and your professional background leading to your current role at Wilkes. Absolutely. So my background actually started, I'm going to take it back a little bit further than you're generally recommended to do so. So when I was 16 years old, I started working in a community pharmacy. And I remember a patient coming up to the pharmacy, asking a couple of questions about his medications. And our pharmacist at the time was sick. And so I go, I can answer these questions for you. So I sat him down at our counseling table and he pulls out his hydrochlorothiazide. I will never forget this and says, I keep going to the bathroom at night Um, can I move this to the morning? So I sat there, looked at the medicine and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this medicine can actually cause you to go to the bathroom. So you should be taking it in the morning to reduce waking up in the middle of the night. Uh, At that point, I was like, wow, this is really neat that I just had this opportunity to sit down with this patient, look at his medications and have this opportunity just to talk with him. Now, Now that I look back on this, I know that this is probably not legal to do, and (laughs) I will never, ever uh, recommend another student to do this. However, it started my journey in pharmacy, and so the pharmacist came running out from the back and was like, yes, you can take it in the morning, (laughs) but it was such an eye-opening experience to me to be able to have that opportunity as just a 16-year-old high school student. Flash forward, I started my journey as an intern at Wegmans Pharmacy. And in the, as the intern program, you're enabled to do this project, it's called. And you do this project where at the end of the summer, you present it to all leadership across Wegmans. 
So at the time, I was working closely with uh, a couple faculty at the University of Pittsburgh in diabetes, but then also around uh, medication adherence. And so I noticed at the time, we were just putting prescriptions back into the bin and not really calling patients to ask them why they were or were not taking their medications. So before all the fancy reporting came out, I by hand looked into all of the patients and what uh, their adherence scores were and did a mini project around that and calling patients about their medications before we put them back onto the shelf. With this project, we actually increased adherence rates, which resulted in an additional 100 prescriptions per month at our store. So it was really exciting to see the impact that we had. And this was uh, my first real introduction into what research is, because I was kind of just doing it because I thought it was really neat. I didn't realize at the time the impact of actually measuring and then sharing back this information with others. So from this project, I then had a rotation actually with Dr. McGrath, and it was at her Rite Aid pharmacy with a community resident as well. And I was able to see really what the role of a community resident was and the impact that they had, which led to my decision to pursue a community pharmacy residency. And then thereafter, I knew I wanted to get into teaching as well as community pharmacy practice and really pushing the bar of community practice, which led me to my role at Wilkes University now. Awesome. Awesome. So you've worked, you know, in the community since you were 16 and you gained an appreciation for counseling patients through your internships and your projects and, and that has landed you at Wilkes. So from what I've gathered, you're a true mover and shaker when it comes to community <laughs> pharmacy practice transformation efforts uh, in your school and in Pennsylvania. So how did you become interested in and so passionate about this topic? Great question. When I was in that student pharmacist role and I had that opportunity to do that project, I think that really is where it started opening my eyes. Then it was really during my residency program where I had the opportunity to work in the Asheville project, which my site was a community pharmacy and I was considered a care manager where I sat down with patients one-on-one -on -one and helped to manage their medications. We, care, we coordinated care among different providers and really the patients that I was seeing were excited to come see us. They looked forward to our meetings. We had a very, really, really, really high show rate, but it also aligns with the fact that these patients are coming into our pharmacy to pick up their medications anyway. And so I just noticed this huge opportunity that we have in the community practice environment. We're seeing these patients, and we, we know these statistics. We're seeing these patients over 30 times a year, which is far more than most other providers. And I believe there was actually a study that recently came out at Pitt that did also show that Medicare beneficiaries did um, have more patients being seen at their community pharmacy compared to their primary care providers. And so we have this, again, opportunity to really make an impact and positively promote our patients' lives. So when I saw this Asheville project and I became embedded into the, to the care management of these patients, I then was put into a clinic, an underserved clinic, where we did a lot with helping patients to access medications. And I noticed there was a huge need in this area as well. So it was my goal after that to bring these 
lessons and different practices that I learned back to Pennsylvania, but then also how can we scale it? And so as we continue to develop and as we continue to grow in the area of community pharmacy practice transformation, it's been one of my biggest interests to really see how how we can really demonstrate the value that we have as a community pharmacy and how we can really make that impact and that difference. Amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it's been so fascinating to watch how community pharmacy practice has continued to evolve through your education and your residency and your practice sites. And I think the fact is, is that it's going to continue to change, especially for our new generation of pharmacists and recent PharmD graduates. You've really spearheaded efforts to engage students in community pharmacy transformation at Wilkes. So can you tell us a little bit more about these efforts? Absolutely. As, again, with my experience as a student and the impact that it really had on the trajectory of my career path, it's been one of my biggest passions to really show students and pull them in and engage them in not only community practice transformation uh, in the practice environment, but how can I also bring a practice environment to the classroom as well so that we can also improve scalability. So with our students, it's been really, I think, really fun because we've been able to they come to my site, we show them, we do it, we practice it, and then I I help bring them out to other pharmacies, especially flip the pharmacy pharmacies or our, our uh, PPCN pharmacies, as well as pharmacies that might not be in the network yet, but they can now start seeing some of the value that we bring to that. So as a uh, younger intern with Wegmans, when I started before I even got into the pharmacy, I had an opportunity to do a project on the front end where I managed over 300 employees alongside, of course, a front end manager. And through this, I was I always questioned and I wondered, okay, we have these cash cashiers that are working. And when they're working, they're the final people that are seeing our, our customers come through the grocery store. So we can really capitalize on this experience for the customers to really also kind of align with things that we're doing as a company. So I did another project specifically on the front end around one of their, their at the time did $5 meals. And so I, I educated our cashiers on how to discuss this, mobilize them, and we were able to prove this was not the busiest store in the chain, but we were able to prove this huge impact through mobilizing our cashiers. So again, taking that lesson I learned as a front end employee where I was helping to create these programs for the front end as, as a high school and college student and bringing that over to where I am now and really realizing that we have this huge, again, opportunity, even at the register when we're, when we're taking care of these patients, when someone drops off the prescription, how can we capitalize on those conversations, those two-minute conversations? They don't have to be very long to really promote positive patient outcomes. And so engaging students in this is one of the most uh, incredible and most rewarding experiences for me because they also come to me on their Ippies and Appies where they have more time to spend with these patients as well. So even outside of those two minutes, I'm able to say, okay, this patient needs a little bit more attention. Let's go sit down with them and you can sit and collect all the information and we can work together on the assessment portion. So I, I've been really working with them in terms of 
getting them at my site, seeing the different opportunities available, and then trying to mobilize them across our area to really have that impact and, and demonstrate the value of what we can do and how to engage students into your workflow to help streamline your processes. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, you can only learn so much in the classroom, but the best way is just to really see it for yourself and get that hands-on experience and then come back together in the classroom. And that's how you, how you can scale up. Um, exactly. so in, in your opinion, why is it important for students to understand the changes that we are seeing in traditional community practice? And why should students want to become a part of this movement? I, I think I'm going to go back to that word that I had, I think I've been saying quite a bit, the opportunities. So when we think about becoming part of this, this movement, there are so many opportunities that pharmacists can really step up, especially in the community setting, to be part of the healthcare team and show our value that we have to promote these positive, positive patient outcomes as part of a team. One of the things that I have the opportunity to work with at my practice site is I work closely with a dietitian and she has dietetic students who all come in and we all kind of collaborate together. And then she has a really nice working relationship with physicians in the area, which has just expanded our team because now I've got a really great relationship with that physician. And now the students are able to really be part of that as well. So the physicians in our area I had the opportunity to interview them and talk to them as part of one of the research projects that I did with one of our student pharmacists. And we asked them a couple questions around working with community pharmacists in our area. And one of the things that we had mentioned was that statistic around patients coming to the pharmacy on average 33 times for our more complex patients. And across the board, the physicians <laughs> stopped in their track and they're like, let me see the data for that. What? So we, we interviewed quite a few physicians and not one of them were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Most of them were like, what? Wow, there's a huge opportunity for you in the, in the pharmacists. And I'm like, yes. And so I think as we continue to really show the value of community pharmacists, students to understand that traditional community practice needs to evolve. There's so many more opportunities I think that we should be excited about outside of dispensing medications that include really these, these relationships that we can really capitalize on. Yeah, I think, I think you said it exactly right. It truly is all about seizing those opportunities to show our value as, as members of the healthcare team. And I know from my personal experience, I have gained such an appreciation for some of these innovations through my own experiences as a student, but it's really not just the student pharmacist that can benefit from this, right? How can student pharmacists serve as an asset to community pharmacies in their transformation efforts? Great question. I think that's one of the most important areas to really identify is just that how can this, how can it be a mutual, mutual benefit for both the student pharmacist and also the community practice site that they're going to? One of the best examples that I can think of from a very recent experience was I worked with a student, we, we, we discussed and we implemented care plans. We were discussing blood pressures and how to implement that in workflow. We came up with this really beautiful process that we're really, really proud of. And then I noticed a pharmacy up the road from us, um, he was struggling with the technology component. 
Well, the pharmacy student that I worked with was actually a digital, uh, I think it was a digital marketing major prior life to being in pharmacy school, which is incredible in itself. And I thought was such a great, <laughs> what, what great experience to have. And so I asked him if he'd be interested in going to this independent pharmacy to really help them with the technology portion of the e-care plans, but also utilize his skills and what he learned with workflow and how it can help this independent pharmacy. So the independent pharmacy welcomed the student into their workflow to really help transform how they were approaching it and also understand the technology around it. Additionally, students can really help to give back to the community. So I found a lot of our students are excited to be able to talk to real patients and be able to have these, these a little bit more uh, longer and meaningful encounters with the, with the patients in real life rather than in the classroom. And so by partnering them with uh, community pharmacies in our community, I think it's been really incredible because now the students can partner and say, come to our pharmacy for a health fair. Come to our pharmacy for an outdoor screening right now. Come to our pharmacy and we'll do a virtual visit with you. And so our student pharmacists can really have these opportunities as we train them in the classroom to put them out into the community and really help elevate the practice across the board with what they're learning in the classroom and applying it in real life. Yeah, that's interesting to see how these students can take what they've learned in class and, and translate those skills at their intern sites or their rotation sites in the community through these partnerships. So I guess if I'm a pharmacist listening to this, you've definitely convinced me, but what are some, some tangible ways that community pharmacists can begin involving interns or students on rotation in these practice transformation efforts? Another great question. So when I think about how community pharmacists can really involve, involve these interns or students in their practice transformation efforts, I really think that sitting down with those students and determining where, I mean, the practice site wants to go as well. So that's, I think, really important to understand and know from the student pharmacist perspective, but then also knowing and appreciating where the student pharmacist is in their curriculum and where they are in their pharmacy school. So the things that my P1s are doing in my rotations and at my practice site and across the board might be slightly different than my P3s and P4s that are coming in and assisting in the practice transformation efforts. So I think, A, meeting both the student and the practice site where they're at are really important first steps. Additionally, um, being very open and having nice communication with the, both the pharmacy, pharmacists involved and the students and knowing what the capabilities and what their interests are, are also really important. So if it's hypertension, if it's opioids, which align with our flip the pharmacy change packages, or maybe it's diabetes, or maybe it's immunizations, especially right now, how can we align those efforts with the student pharmacist? So I have a student pharmacist currently on his P4 rotation with me, who's very passionate about immunizations. And so when patients come in for their flu shots or they're interested in getting a, a new vaccine, we have that P4 student sit with that patient and go over an additional checklist to determine, okay, what other vaccines are you a candidate for and how can we help to administer those for you today or, or in a reasonable schedule? Another one of my students was really interested in diabetes. And so we were working with her, and this is actually something that I do 
anyways at my site. We do a lot of blood glucose screenings and diabetes screenings. So we integrated her into this and also started discussing, okay, you have a little bit more time to do these screenings for me. Let's also figure out a way how we can take these screenings and then enter and enroll these patients into other services at our site. So an example would be if we're doing a, a diabetes screening, we have a really nice diabetes prevention program and diabetes self-management education and support program at our site that we really work hard to in, um, increase engagement with our community members and our community sites with. And so our students have a huge role in this. And then an additional part that I think is really important is, in, is ensuring that when a student is finished with rotation is what does that transition look like to the next student or who is, who is being held accountable to making sure that there's a streamlined approach so there's no fragment in care for our patients that are experiencing these as well. So one of the things that we started doing is I have either an introductory student or a P4 student that will overlap. And I make sure that we share where we've been and what we're doing and do more of what we call like a warm handoff to make sure that the services aren't okay stopped and then restarted again, but rather continuously evolving and getting them better and improving for our site. Those are some awesome examples, Nicole. And yeah, I think there is a lot to be said for catering these projects to the student education levels and of course the ever-changing needs of the practice site at the time. So I think those are both key elements to both the pharmacy and the student really getting the most out of the experience. But one last question for you, and I wanna flip it around. So to all the students listening, what advice would you have for a student pharmacist if they were interested in community pharmacy practice transformation? For students interested in community practice transformation, I think it's really important that when you're at your sites to also keep in mind uh, the training of the pharmacist that you're working with as well. So they might not have had, I know when I was in pharmacy school, they were just integrating uh, standardized patients into the curriculum. And so thinking that I was not in pharmacy school all that long ago, I graduated just six or seven years ago now. And to see where we're at now with our with what you're doing, what you're doing in the curriculum, I think it's important to realize that some of your preceptors might not be familiar with what uh, skill level you have. So share that with them and take initiative in what you're interested in. I had an this is, uh, another flashback story. I was going through because I saved for some reason all of my pharmacy school items. And I was reading back a reflection I had for one of my third year pharmacy school IPI experiences at a community pharmacy. And I wrote on this reflection that um, I asked my preceptor if when I cleared the queue, I could sit outside and take blood pressures. And so I thought that was, I kind of chuckled a bit, but in <laughs> for me, I realized that this has been something that I've been really embodying my entire career. And so I encourage you to take that initiative, be part of the team in the community setting. You're not, um, make sure that every role in that pharmacy you learn and you become appreciative of, because I think those make some of the best pharmacists are the ones that, yes, you want to sit down and do a diabetes screening, have a hypertension project. But if that pharmacy needs you to step in in another area for a couple moments to really help make sure that they're at a good place, jump in. You're part of a team. And to be on that team, I think is an honor. And I think it's really exciting to be part of the 
be part of this uh, group of people who are really going to be promoting these positive patient outcomes and taking care of this patient who's in front of you. And so ensuring they have the best care sometimes means jumping into workflow. Sometimes it means sitting outside the pharmacy and taking some blood pressures and engaging the patients as they walk by. And then finally, my very first health fair that I did as a, as a as a faculty member at Wilkes University, I like to think I'm one of the world's most engaging humans. You can't walk by. I could talk to anything. You can't really walk by without having a conversation, I think, with me. And at my very first health fair, it was eight hours long, and I spoke to five patients. Everyone else was like, put their hand up over their eyes and like walk the other way. And I was like, oh my gosh. I did the same health fair uh, when I say same, the same time of day of the week, um, slight evolutions in what I did during the health fair, but I showed up every single week. I continued to show up for now six, seven years at the at these health fairs that I'm doing. And now when you look at my social media or you look at the things I'm doing in community, you start to see, oh, wow, she did a health fair in four hours and over 200 patients came by. That comes with consistency, showing up, showing your value. And even when you don't have that huge quantity of volume, still have that good quality experience because you never, that person in front of you in that moment needs the care and, and you have this opportunity to help take care of them. And so keep that in mind. I think I, I try and share that with my students quite frequently when they come through that the things that they're seeing now is because we've been doing this for six plus years. When I first started the diabetes prevention program three years ago and started integrating students into it, we only had like one or two people enrolled. Now we have a wait list. And again, that comes with consistently showing up, giving your best with each encounter you do and really taking initiative and having that consistent presence. Such great advice. It's it's really an exciting time to be a student pharmacist just with the way that we are seeing traditional pharmacy practice change before our eyes. So Nicole Pizzino, it has been an absolute pleasure to have this conversation with you today and to learn about the impactful and innovative work that you're doing at Wilkes to shape the future of community pharmacy practice. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Brooke. You are a wonderful host. And so I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. And to our listeners, uh, we appreciate you listening to another episode of Beyond the SIG. Keep tuning in twice a month to learn more about the impactful stories shaping community pharmacy practice transformation. Thanks for listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Be sure to check back with the Pharmacy Podcast Network soon for the next episode. To learn more about transforming the role of the pharmacist, visit pafarmacists.com forward slash podcast. That's pafarmacists.com forward slash podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.